Hello, friends. This is The Value of Color. I am Trayvon Anthony, season one, episode number two. Listen, I have an amazing episode lined up for you today, starring Mr. Aaron Hernandez. Now, I'm sure some of us have seen the Netflix series, or at least have heard about it, or saw it when it came on the news, about American football phenom Mr. Aaron Hernandez, who was widely known in the world as one of NFL's greatest players during his time. Now, of course, those of us who are not celebrities, we look at celebrities as rich, having everything at their fingertips, never having to worry about struggling. Pretty much, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. All while having the ability of being a person in the limelight. Now, many, if not most, probably all of us strive to have a life as such, to some degree. Some desire this type of lifestyle, some may say, hey, I'll just take a hint of it. And then you have some who want absolutely nothing to do with it. Let's be honest. It's not always that we pay attention to the beginning of someone's story. We examine where they are currently and we make our own synopsis about how they're going to end up. Now, this is going to be a rather interesting episode. Why? Because not only will I discuss how justice was served for the victim involved in this story, but I will also discuss how justice literally almost took a turn for the worst. Now, when the law is involved, you'd be very surprised what she can produce. Aaron Hernandez was the epitome of how his life in the beginning had very little indication of how it was going to turn out. Aaron received a life sentence for murdering his friend, or what some say was his friend, Back in 2013, Mr. Odin Lloyd, after he committed suicide in his jail cell, Aaron Hernandez, that is, in 2017, it was revealed that he was suffering from a brain disease called CTE. Now, let's talk a little bit and get some background on Aaron's story. Aaron Hernandez's story is a story that crosses so many depths and so many transitions. It's the struggle with sexual orientation. It's a story of marriage. It's a story of fatherhood, it's a story of forgiveness, and then ultimately, suicide. Aaron Hernandez's brother had much to say in his tell-all book after Aaron, of course, had committed suicide. Listen to him right here. We were brought up in the sense that seeking help was weak, and, you know, crying was weak. Knowing their father, Dennis, didn't approve of homosexuality, Aaron also kept another secret. He was gay. You could kind of see what you know his conflicts were and what he was struggling with and it's you know you know you know his sexuality is and, and accepting himself aaron hernandez was born on november 6 1989 in bristol connecticut he played basketball for bristol central high school and it became very clear to the coaches that he was a shooting star headed for professional success now, I'm sure you're asking yourself the same question that millions of others have asked themselves dozens of times concerning this story. How exactly does one go from having everything in the world at their disposal to being convicted of one murder and accused of two other murders? June 17, 2013, Aaron Hernandez's life changed forever. Odin Lloyd, a semi-pro football player and was said to have been a close friend of Hernandez, was found in an industrial park about a mile from Hernandez's home in an area called Attleboro, Massachusetts. Odin Lloyd's mom actually went on the record to say they weren't friends at all. 
and coincidentally they were both dating two sisters so it was obvious that there was some type of connection there who's to know how deep that connection was i could imagine that odin and aaron as friends dating women that were sisters allowed them to have a great bond between the four of them nine days after odin lloyd's body was discovered in the industrial park he was released from the New England Patriots less than two hours after his arrest and he was dropped by major corporate sponsors. This was the beginning of a series of chain events for Hernandez. In addition to the killing of Odin Lloyd, more accusations began to pile up. He was accused of discharging a weapon that led to the loss of a man's eye and being investigated for a drive-by shooting that resulted in the double homicide of Daniel Abro and Sapphiro Furtado. I am almost sure I messed their names up. Forgive me. Now, January 2015, two years ahead, the trial now begins for the killing of Odin Lloyd. After a two-month trial on April 15th, Hernandez was found guilty of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. After a two-month trial on April the 15th, the jury convicted Hernandez and he was found guilty of first-degree murder. Under the law in the state of Massachusetts, Hernandez was a candidate to automatically receive a life sentence without parole. Now, as far as the double homicides go, Hernandez was acquitted of both counts of those murders on April 14, 2017. This was obviously a victory for the defense and certainly for Hernandez, but Hernandez still had a prison sentence to serve out for his entire life. Just five days after his acquittal from the two double homicides on April 19th, Hernandez was found hanging in his jail cell of an apparent suicide. There are so many different ideas that are thrown into the fire at this moment, if you will. He's acquitted of these two murders. He still has a life sentence to live out, but five days later, he decides to commit suicide. Now, this is the perfect moment to chat about how someone's beginning can or cannot indicate their ending. Now, we don't know the details of our futures, of course, but often when something ends, if you take a look at the beginning, it can sometimes provide an understanding of the process that has taken place. It's like running a race. Whether you win or lose the race, you can certainly backtrack your performance to see why you won or why you lost. Following Hernandez's suicide, the judge vacated his charges for the murder of Odin Lloyd. In any event, Hernandez has not, did not uh, yet file a motion for new trial or appellate briefs before his death, and this court cannot speculate as to the potential grounds he may have raised to challenge his convictions. Accordingly, there being no reason to recognize any exception in this case in the interest of justice, the court has no choice but to abate the proceedings of initio by vacating Hernandez's convictions and dismissing the charges against him and uh, his appeal. Now, at the time, the state of Massachusetts had a law in place called the Abatement Law, which stated that a conviction could be wiped out if the defendant dies before exhausting the appeals process. Most cases are when the defendant commits suicide as such. Now, this obviously troubled Ursula Ward because although she felt justice was still served, she still felt, and I quote, as if I was burying my Odin all over again. To make a long story short, Odin Lloyd's mother fought lawmakers to dismantle the law in Massachusetts that a defendant's charges are dropped upon their deaths. After fighting this fight, she won, making it so 
that although deceased, Hernandez was once again considered a convicted murderer. So the main question here, obviously, what ultimately led Hernandez to committing suicide? Nearly three years after his death, rumors continued to circulate that the stress of being in the closet, if you will, is what contributed to his death. So some say it was the closeted lifestyle. Some say it was CTE, the degenerative brain disease. Now, CTE stands for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, right? After his death, Hernandez's family had his brain researched by scientists to see if something neurological was the reasoning behind his actions and his decision making. It was determined that Hernandez had one of the worst cases of CTE for his age, which was brought on by years of head trauma from being an athlete. Yes, one can say that, well, Hernandez is deceased, so it really didn't matter. Was it really justice for the victim's family? Lloyd's mother really felt that there was just a tiny piece missing that wasn't nurturing for having to live the rest of her life without her son. Because no matter what, the jurors found him guilty. So that in my book, he's still guilty in my book and in my family's book. Do you worry about any legal technicalities for your family affecting the civil case? No. What makes this civil case so important to you and your family? It's not about a civil case. It's about my son, Odin Lloyd. It's about families that lost their loved ones and we need justice. Justice, there's so many families out there in the world that doesn't have the opportunity that I have right now to speak on their family's behalf because the media is not involved in their lives. There's so many unsolved murders out there that the media are not involved in. And it's not even about Odin Lloyd. It's about the person that committed the crime for Odin Lloyd. If it wasn't for that, you guys wouldn't be here to ask me questions about Odin Lloyd. So today I'm speaking up for Odin Lloyd and for the families out there that is fighting for justice and doesn't have the voice that I can provide for them. She did on the other hand say that even with the law of abatement during that time, that she did indeed feel that justice had been served. Her goal in that moment was to create a movement to make sure that other families would not have to experience that as well. Now, I don't want to focus too much necessarily on the actual murder trial, the science of the CTE diagnosis, or even the suicide. I do want to bring to the spotlight one major factor surrounding this entire situation that really needs attention. Two words, pain, habitation. Now, what do I mean by pain, habitation? And there's no point in Googling it because I literally just made it up. But I say pain, habitation because each of us have this unfortunate ability to mask pain and provide a place within us that is dedicated to our pain. And it is the place where pain is nurtured, where it's nourished, where it grows, and where it festers. It becomes so much a part of who we are until we build immunity to it. There's something in the biological field, I'm a scientist by the way, no really I am, called immunological memory. Immunological memory is the capability that our immune systems have to be able to detect something foreign or toxic that has entered our bodies in a reoccurring manner. The immune system recalls this foreign substance and automatically begins to defend the body against it. It's amazing how the cells in our bodies are willing to fight the most deadly of diseases but will not lay a finger on the brokenness of our pain. 
Now, many are walking around today with toxicity that has plagued them for so long that it has now entered into the generations that they themselves have birthed out, just like Aaron Hernandez. Now, this is not an excuse for the murderer that Aaron Hernandez became, but his life is definitely an example of how pain can destroy a life. Now, you might not be thinking about taking someone else's life, hopefully, nor is that anywhere in your purview. But each day when you allow it to fester, you're taking a life that's greater, and that's your own. We have a man here who was discovered to have a brain injury, which affected his mood, his thinking, and his behavior. Now, many say that this issue is what led him to murdering Odin Lloyd. And many say that Lloyd had news, or as we say today, tea about Hernandez. In return, Hernandez murdered him to make sure that whatever Lloyd knew, it was going to Lloyd's grave. What happened from his birth on November 6, 1989 until his death, April 19, 2017? What's very important is that we not only look at the extravagance of a person's life, having not understood the story that accompanies it, now, I'm a huge Yana Van Zandt fan, and one of the things that she has said that continues to stick with me to this day is if you want to know a person's story, take a look in their past. If you want to know a person's ending, take a look at the beginning. If you want to know why a person is a certain way socially, academically, professionally, take a look at the beginning of their story. Now, we may never know the ultimate truth of what really led Hernandez down the role he chose to live for his life, but what I can say to each of you is that your lives matter. Many people just like Hernandez have an entire life story of toxicity continuing to build up within them. Many of you, even as you listen to this episode, like Hernandez, have an entire life story of toxicity just building up on the inside of you. Don't ever forget that you have been graced with the life as each of us have and that there is something in you that is so powerful that it can only be done by you. There is something in you that is so meticulous, that is so strategic, that is so fine printed, that only you of all people on this earth can achieve it, can master it, can execute it. There are millions of Aaron Hernandez's walking around the earth as we speak. I'm not speaking of murder. I'm speaking of being fearful to get rid of the pain that doesn't give you peace. Not even an NFL contract could hide him from the war that was going on inside of him. Now again, this is no excuse for murdering someone, absolutely not. But could it be that so much had built up on the inside of him to the point that he just snapped? Absolutely. Is that an excuse? Absolutely not. There are countless people in this world who are afraid to come out to their parents. They're afraid to be who they are. They're afraid to be who they want to be and who they desire. They're afraid that, hey, their families will disown them. Their families will reject them. Could you imagine if Odin Lloyd's mother backed away and said, you know, I've gotten what I could get out of this situation. I want nothing more to do with it. But there was a drive in her. She stepped outside of her comfort zone and she literally caused lawmakers to change the law in an entire state. So to those of you who are afraid to become who you are, to those of you who are afraid to become who you desire, take it from me, be who you are. Be a voice. Choose you. Choose life. Choose happiness. I am Trayvon Anthony, and this is The Value of Color.